Welcome to episode 148 of Drew's Sports Crew here on this Sunday night. And what a win for the Green Bay Packers. Wow. Playoff bound. Crazy season here for Green Bay. Look, I'm going to be discussing that, of course, in this episode. But also, we got to talk about the Milwaukee Bucks. Um, maybe on, more on a lesser note. I shouldn't, I shouldn't be that enthusiastic on that after another frustrating loss. This time comes to the hands of the Houston why am I going to say Houston Texans? The Rockets, of course. Um, thinking about the Texans after, wow, like a phenomenal one for them against the Colts. But nonetheless, right? NFL playoffs are basically here, right? I mean, we have the, the AFC East title game essentially tonight here coming up. But look, it's, it's a good time of year for football, especially um, just the games, right? It's been a competitive uh, week 18 nonetheless. Um Going with it, right? The Packers ending the Seattle Seahawks season, but then also the New Orleans Saints season uh, with that 17 9 win. I'll talk more through like the top stats, right? Assuming you all watched the game, um, going through kind of what that went through. And it was a, a fire, like the, the offense was on fire essentially, even though with only 17 points. Um, there was definitely like in terms of yardage, um, it was just a great game, and that, that's what you want to see. If you're Green Bay, obviously the points didn't show that, but looking at it, that's what it was. And going through, of course, scheduling. So you're hearing me tonight, um, again, for episode of Drew Sports Crew. But then Wednesday, probably around 5.30 p.m., uh, you can hear Bernie Van Hubel, Jared Vlasky, myself, Drew Skyberg, for an episode of Journey to Million, playoff edition. And that's this is always a lot of fun. We get to talk through playoffs. Uh, we'll talk through our top teams, what we think is going to go with to go down and wild card weekend, but then also we'll go through some immaculate grids, right? Got to get through, got to play some games in there as well. Uh, but it'll be a fun week and going through because there's a, there's playoff games Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. There's one Monday, so that'll be good. Um, and that's what we'll be looking at this week. And of course, at Drew Sports Group, you want to see some great content, put out Packers player of the game. It was Jordan Love, in case you were wondering. Um, and rightfully so, after his performance, 316 passing yards, eclipsed over 4,000 passing yards on the season, 4,159, I think it was, um, I believe. And and we saw that. And otherwise, it was just, you know, it had to be Jordan Love was, was what I felt. Um, Aaron Jones and Jane Reed both have great performances, but things like that stood out. And other content includes, of course, Bucks. Right, the same thing for the Bucks, um, Bucks player of the week. Giannis took home that award this week, but then also NBA power rankings where we see or Milwaukee. I had it too. Um, little preview I'm, I'm gonna be dropping them a spot or two on Tuesday's power ranking just based on how they've performed. Um, and then also I do some NFL team rankings, um, do fun things with that, and then. Just overall wide variety of Wisconsin sports content, especially. So go check that out at Drew Sports Crew on TikTok, right? Drew Sports Crew YouTube, Facebook, also at Drew Sports Crew on Instagram. So that's what I got here for announcements. And let's get into here again that game we were talking about. Of course, the thrilling eight point win over the Bears. Felt like it should have been a 14 point win. It felt like they were up a two, it was a two score game. Um, and the Packers were mostly favored. Um, 
favored to win throughout the game. There was a little bit right when the Bears got that field goal, it was like 56% or so is what ESPN's showing. That's fine. I can, I guess, I guess. Um, but again, Packers were in control. Um, as the game moved forward, their probability basically just slowly increased. Packers only only did not lead um, after that first drive by Chicago um, at, at the 720 mark in the second when they got that touchdown. Packers led the rest of the way, essentially. So it was like, okay, um, it was good to see that. And Dontavian Wicks was your guy with two touchdowns, not Jaden Reed in this one. No touchdowns from him. Uh, good to see um, Wicks getting back involved after being healthy again. You know, he got hurt again in Carolina. That was something we were monitoring. Again, he's all good to go which is what we love to hear. And he was six for 61, uh, had seven targets on the day. This is the balanced target share that we were talking about um, start of the year. I mean, this was a theme I I kept hitting on and on. It was this Packers team needs a balanced target share, needs Aaron Jones involved in terms of targets, and needs we needed him to carry that, that nice workload. And this is, this is what I was envisioning at the start of the year. Okay, I was not envisioning the personnel that did it. Nobody was. That'd be that'd be insane. I was not thinking Bo Melton, Dontavian Wicks were going to be your number two and three receivers respectively in a game to clinch the playoffs, a spot clinch a playoff spot. Um, did not think that. Uh, I was thinking right Christian Watson as we all were, and I I honestly used logs from like limiteds throughout the week. I thought he was going to play today at least in some sort, um, and unfortunately just can't get him out there. Uh, so we saw um, Reed take. Take the way only four targets, though, um, but four receptions, 112 yards after that big 59-yard one. That is how he is your receiving yard leader for this game here with 112. And then Bo Melton with 62, who's really came on with seven targets. Wicks with seven targets, six for 60 or seven, yeah, six for 61 with two touchdowns on the day. Great game for him. And then Tucker Kraft, how about it? I mean, he's and this is one game back. There's like, I know there's gonna be people in fantasy football, especially on like the dynasty side who are going to say craft, you know, craft over Musgrave um, this game, you know, he, he, he's overtaking the role and it's like, okay. Um, you know, Musgrave's coming back from, from the IR after a kidney injury. And um, it's it, look Musgrave's a better talent. There's no, like that. That's why the draft was the way it was. And I know we can't just go back to the draft because right. Uh, Bryce Young went over Stroud and such, but um, Musgrave is definitely the better pass passing threat, but Kraft as a blocker is no joke. Um, and, and I think that's kind of what's going to keep him on the field. And that's what we're seeing. And he made it some really nice plays. He had one, one, that one play to seal it where he just kind of found the, found the soft spot in zone and like Kraft, Kraft's a very nice player. Um, and I, I personally like Kraft more than Musgrave for this Packers team, but like, there's no denying the talent that Luke Musgrave has and pass catching or not, and just overall, like it's good to have two very talented tight ends nonetheless. Um, and that, that's what you saw the Packers day. And then Romeo Dobbs had that one target in the end zone, um, unfortunate, and he was unable to return there with that. Um, so I'm just monitoring his status as well. Cause he's another guy who in this balanced uh, receiving core you need, um, so that's what we're looking at. And Jordan Love with a rare turnover mistake um, over these last at least six, seven games, right? He fumbled there while trying to scramble for the first down. He had it, and then, yeah, it just unfortunate there. Um, Jaquan Brisker ended up, or I think it was Brisker, and I, or Brisker recovered it. Uh, ended up getting, like, poked loose, though, by 
someone's helmet. So it was kind of just a fluke. Out five. Performance here for Joe Barry's defense. Quay Walker had a sack. Carl Brooks, Lucas Van Ness, Kenny Clark, and then Devontae Wyatt in there with all five of those having sacks. It was a big day. Tackles for loss too. Carl Brooks had two big ones in there. Just some really nice plays by, by a lot of guys on this defense, I'd say. A lot of guys you didn't think who were gonna you're gonna hear their names at the end of the year uh end up stepping up. Um, you know, especially like Carrington Valentine, a guy like him. Uh it, definitely a big a name that you wouldn't have thought would have been needed in this role and um, showed up nicely. But then also um, mentioned Carl Brooks was a guy too, who had a big game today and honestly was one of the top players on the defense today. You know, I think, I think giving him some credit after how he performed uh, just really important as well. And it was a performance this defense needed uh, nonetheless. So Good to see that. Yeah, Andres Carlson did miss that field goal to, to start, and people are getting a little worried, as as I was too, um, rightfully so, after um, a rough year for Carlson. Um, made two extra points, made both of them, uh, and made the other field goal later there in the game. It's just what's next here for Green Bay is the question that people ask, and the answer is a road trip to Dallas to face Mike McCarthy and the Dallas Cowboys. So it'll be a good one. They are the two seed then is what is where Dallas lands. And they dominated uh, this week. Um, like fly dominated the commanders. So that's what, what they're coming into. It's going to be, it's going to be an uphill performance. We don't have any, any line yet in terms of what the, what the projected spread is going to be on this one. I envision. So Cowboys are going to be probably five point favorites is my guess. Five and a half, maybe um, just based on, them being home, uh, how they've performed at home this year, dominating a lot of squads. Um, kind of looking, though, at where they've slipped up. Uh, like, there, there's – let's not forget that Dallas lost to Arizona this year with Josh Dobbs, right? I mean, they've they've lost games. They lost 28-16 in that one. They lost to San Francisco 42-10. They lost to Philadelphia 30 or 28-23 earlier. And then they lost back-to-back ones against Buffalo and Miami. Right, that game was in Buffalo and at Miami. The thing that all those games had in common, they're all on the road, is where we get interesting. Um, and you could say they could have had one lo- loss against Detroit uh, last week after that whole um, thing at the end of the game with two-point conversion. But point is they've been a tough team at home. And where they stand out is CeeDee Lamb, of course, who again against Detroit had 227 yard game in terms of receiving yards. Dak Prescott, who has just been a gunslinger, um, who has had big numbers, um, also is, is something to monitor. And they've just they've put up a lot of points this season. So that's going to be a struggle for a defense that has struggled. You know, um, we know that Packers defense has played better as of late. Um, when I say as better as of late, it was against the Bears and the Vikings with Jaron Hall and Nick Mullins. So I don't know. I'm skeptical is the point. And really hoping the Packers can take care of business here in this in this one and move on in the playoffs. We do not know the time yet. Okay, so it's it's gonna be the the Cowboys are involved. So it's gonna be some sort of prime time time. 
I, I honestly, where my head went right away was I think they could be the Monday night game. I, I still think they could be central time zone. It would be the best for both audiences. When I say that, I mean, talking about the East coast and the West coast, right? If you have, cause if you have the West coast game, I mean, that might, that's like the other one I'm thinking it's going to be West or central time. Because if it's if it's East or East Coast, I think it's going to be unlikely. You get a good draw in terms of um, you want to get those West Coast viewers too. And I don't know. I, I just think with the time zones, it's going to be interesting, especially like I'm like having a West Coast game, and, and it goes both ways, right? If you had a West Coast game, um, I mean more about this. Uh, if you have the West Coast game, uh, and let's say right, you have East Coast viewers, that's going to be a tough a tough draw. So monitoring that situation too. I know San Francisco's not playing this round, so we don't have to worry about that. But like the Rams, for example, you know, like what time they play is going to be interesting as they are going to be playing the Lions. That game's going to be in Detroit. So that's not, you don't really have to worry about that venue situation, at least in the NFC side. Um, so actually, most of the teams are from the Central or East. So that's actually a good thing in terms of scheduling too. But I do think Packers Monday night could be a could be a possibility. I also think the Lions Rams game is going to be one of note, especially with Stafford returning. Um, I think the Buccaneers Eagles unfortunately will be moved like or Buccaneers Eagles like those four and five games like they're they're good in terms of right the Eagles people are going to watch the Eagles and but like the Texans and Browns that that playoff game is going to be probably one of the Saturday ones is my guess uh, not to speculate when as we'll know this tonight so. Um, just why I'm talking about right now, where I think Packers are going to play. I think it's going to be a Monday night or a Sunday game is what we'll be looking at, but I hope the Packers can come through, right? The Packers where they, where they can beat teams is especially with, you know, I, we know that they have the inexperience on offense and a little on defense, right? Being the youngest team ever to make the playoffs, but where they really stand out is just the versatility of a lot of guys, right? Jaden Reed um, is, is, the top guy in terms of versatility, or should I even say Aaron Jones is after another big 100-plus rushing yard game, but I'm talking about for the receivers, right? There's a lot of guys who can beat you. Dobbs almost had that touchdown today. Wicks had two touchdowns. Different guy each week. Bo Melton led the team in receiving last week. Things like that. Malik Heath can step up in a game. Tucker Craft, Musgrave. Just a lot of guys who Matt LaFleur can use to win win some games, and that that's where – this Packers team is going to come through and they also need to win, win in terms of turnovers too. They need to force turnovers. They need to keep gaining sacks. Again, having five today was, was a huge boost for that defense and really helped out the offense in a game where only 17 points were scored. So that's what we're looking at. And let's go over to the bucks here. Uh, go pack go. Um, but going over Milwaukee, uh, this, this was the worst week of the season for the bucks. This was not a good week to watch bucks basketball. Uh, you know, you, we talked about, I was, I was like looking forward to that new year's day matchup for Indiana and Milwaukee. And they lost not just that game, but they lost the Wednesday matchup against them as well. They, they lose them both. They finished one and four on the year against Indiana. Disgusting performance by Milwaukee. Not to be honest though, uh, logged a triple double Monday, uh, 26, 11 to eight. And on Wednesday puts up 44 and 14 on Thursday. And then puts up 48 and 17 on Saturday. The Bucks go one and three in that stretch. Um, look, it's just it's extremely frustrating at the end of the day. That San Antonio game, like you know, they're in a slump when that San Antonio game was close. That was disgusting. That was, 
San Antonio five and twenty nine coming into the or after that game, and they let Devin Vassell shoot thirty for thirty four points, fourteen at twenty one. Uh, they allowed them to shoot forty eight percent from the field. Look, this Bucks defense has been brutal. Uh, Wembenyama had himself a day. Uh, that was that was impressive to see. Um, and he just had some really cool dunks, some cool plays, blocked Giannis. It was a fun game. No denying that, but Lillard, Lillard probably played his best on on Thursday this week. Lillard had a bad week. Uh, there's no denying that either. Um, but, yeah, Wembenyama had 27 points, nine rebounds, five blocks. It was fun. It was it was good good game to watch if you're a basketball fan, bad if you're a Bucks fan in terms of – although you won, it was way too close is how I felt. Game was, I think, the icy on the cake for most frustrating. They were down 20 at half. Um, they only end up only losing by four. Okay, that's cute, but um, it was it was disgusting. Ian, or Lillard was five for 16 from the field, one for eight from three. He can, he's not he's not making it from three point range this year. It's been it's been tough to see. Um, and and I'm I'm still banking on him coming coming around. He's gonna turn around, but it's just been he's lost lost his stride in terms of just threes. A lot of it being more. He's not creating a shot as much, too, especially when you're with Giannis and Chris and guys who can get you open. Um, but it's been it's been rough go around for Lord shooting the basketball so far. And uh, he've had 18 points, eight assists here in this one. Giannis, again, had that big – it was 16 of 25 from the field. He's been extremely efficient, too, which has been really good to see. But this this Bucks team's also missing depth. We talked about Jay Crowder being a huge um, problem, like missing, like missing Jay Crowder and – because of the guys on the bench who got to come in campaign, um, unfortunately shouldn't be coming into games. I feel for this buck squad right now. Um, and then Andre Jackson's getting 12 minutes, which he's done. He's done fine. Um, just feels like he's getting pushed into a spot. Maybe he's not ready for um, Pat Marjan and Bobby are like the three on the bench who you can count on. I feel. And the other guys are just right now. It's like, you can't count on any offensive output from anyone else. And you need at least nine, 10 guys for a regular season to have some sort of like that works in the playoffs, the seven game series. Okay. Yeah. But now for a full 82 game season, that's where the bucks are missing right now. And Jay Crowder's guy they need back. Matisse Thibel is someone who I, I think the bucks could go out and acquire, which would be great. Uh, PJ Tucker is another one who they've talked about is they need a guy like that. They need a savvy vet who, who, kind of add something to the defensive end on this bench unit, but then also contribute whether it's three point shooting or, or some way offensively going on Houston side. Like how do they, how do they get beaten this one? And it was look, you, you allow your opponent to shoot 38% from three with 34 attempts, not a good go around. Um, also they're 27 to 32 from the line. The bucks were 29, 42 from the line. That's also going to lose you some things. You lose the turnover battle. Um, that's that's something I like to look at too. You lose it. You got you give up or you have eleven turnovers, and you only force ten. That's not going to be good. And then assists are the other good one too. Like it's crazy how if you look at assists and turnovers, you nine times out of ten you're going to be able to tell who the winner was. Like even things like that. Like that. Okay, an assist. I get you know if you have more assists, like you probably scored more points because right just. Ability to have that, but also turnovers. Like, okay, like I like you get the idea. Like, a lot of it could be in terms of transition, getting easy buckets and such. But those two stats just can lead to a lot of like, like correlation into like winning games or not. And in this case, the Bucks come up short on both those, and they lose it by four. So 
Although they outscore him by 12 in the fourth, and they had they had again some sort of momentum, but too late, too little, too late, and Bucks go to one and three on the week. Um, going on what we're looking at this week, and I'll get into the Bucks standings here. Um, they got four games this week again. I go from Sunday to Sunday essentially, so it's Utah, Boston, Golden State, Sacramento, all four at home. Love to see that, and we got some fun ones coming up. So I'm looking forward to, okay, tomorrow night they play the Utah Jazz at home. They're, they're 11 and a half point favorites in that one. Bucks better win that one. That's a must win. That's You got to win that. Okay, you get to Thursday, 6.30 p.m. on TNT against the Boston Celtics. You play that one. Um, I'm looking forward to that one, of course, as well. I'm not, I want to try to go to a Thursday or Saturday game. You'll hear the Saturday opponent, Golden State. I think both those would be fun games to go to, but might not be able to make it either of those. I'll be watching though. Don't worry. Um, but looking at all four of these games against Utah, Boston, Golden State, and then also Sacramento, the Kings, Sunday at 6 p.m. So a Sunday night game. Hopefully they move they move that around for the or when the Packers play. I think they will. But we have four games this week. Tough schedule. Three playoff teams. One not so much in the Jazz. You hope for a three in one week. That's kind of what I have the Bucks going right now. I'm debating. Look, and this might seem interesting why I have it like this, but I think the Bucks beat for sure Utah and Golden State. I do have them right now beating Boston. Boston's been also dealing with some depth issues, and Bucks got them at home this time. I think they take this one over the Celtics. Um, and then I got. I'm worried about this back to back coming up because they've had to play. They've had to play a lot as of late. It feels and. They've also struggled again with that depth that I've talked about. I'm concerned about that game against Sacramento. They have good guard output in terms of scoring. Uh, they can, they're explosive offense. They can make a lot of threes. That that game concerns me, and I, I do think the Bucks might lose that one here on Sun next Sunday. So I got them going three and one, is what we're looking at. And overall, just looking forward to this week in Bucks basketball. Just gotta get past this last week. It was a disgusting finish and. Going then through NBA standings, what Bucks are looking at for the playoffs. Um, fortunately, um, the the 76ers have slumped as of late too. Uh, they're five and five in their last ten, and what, what what that means is Bucks remain in the two spot. They are now three and a half back of Boston Celtics, who are still seventeen and zero at home. They've are they the only undefeated home team left? I believe they are. But my point, yeah, they are. My point is it's it's going to be tough playing them, but they're again 11 and seven on the road. So I'd like to see them and again, Milwaukee 16 and three at home. So hopefully they can defend home court and um, pick up some games here because they're a game and a half up of Philly for the, so they, they remain the two spot. They're up game and a half over Philly. They're up four games over Cleveland and New York. And then of course, Indiana ends up losing after the Bucks plays them too. So we see that they're there are four and a half over Indiana in case anyone was asking. So that's what we're looking at for the Bucks team. They've remained. They're going to be a top three spot um, in the Easter conference. I think like barring a, a collapse of some sort, they remain four games up over Cleveland. Losing that with having some games left against Detroit. Um, They'll take care of, and again, they lost to Houston on the road. I mean, Houston's 18 and 16 right now. Houston's not a bad team, they have a better record than the Warriors and Lakers each. So that's kind of what we're looking at. And 
I'm looking forward again to the Bucks. You know, rebounding after a terrible uh, past week. Minnesota is 25 and nine right now over in the West. Oklahoma City's 23 and 11. Uh, yeah, Minnesota has been crazy good this year. Um, one of the best teams in the NBA, and that's they're the other. It's Boston and Minnesota are the top two teams for sure, and then the Bucks are like right behind those two. I feel, and I hope it remains that. But otherwise, that's the NBA talk here on the show, and that's oh, that's all I got here um, to round out this episode. And look, it was an exciting week for especially the Packers. That was just great to see. Uh, not a lot of Brewers stuff coming in. Um, they've made a little bit of a move here and there. Uh, just waiting until we get more info and. Wait until the year starts up. We got like a month now, like a little over a month until um, pitchers and catchers start reporting, and we're going to get back into it mid-February or so. Uh, looking forward again to that, and good week of sports here. That's going to wrap it up here. Episode 148 at True Sports Crew on all social media platforms. And yep, wrap it up here. Myself, Drew Skybrick, here on this Sunday night. Thank you all for listening to yet another episode of True Sports Crew the perfect podcast for you.